0: Welcome to another episode of the Miles Offside podcast. I am your guest, FPL champion Rob Hepenstall, joined by my host, Chuck Bailey. Chuck, what are we doing?
1: Oh my god, that was marvelous. So well, I forgot to that. say
0: the part, Chuck, of where we talk a little bit of football and a whole lot of arsenal.
1: <laughs> this week, anyway. Um, yeah, I appreciate you going for that, mate, giving it to Oscar. Uh, well, doing you know, if there's
0: going to be a yank on the pod, I feel like giving the listeners what they want, the the nasal American English and <laughs> at the beginning, it's, it's trademark at this point. So... Oscar, not trying to steal your thunder, just trying to to amplify your 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 quality.
1: Mm. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, that makes sense. Arsenal are starting to usurp Chelsea, and uh, you. Uh, hmm. Anyway, let's not <laughs> yeah, let's not pull at that thread too early. Um, so, yes, of course, we are talking Arsenal this week. Rob, the the wonderful Patreon joining us um, uh, for this. So, we've had uh, a little bit recently. Obviously, we go through kind of the connections with teams, and we've had. Uh, Oscars buddy Nick um, who picked a team last season um, to go for Liverpool and and that was a really enjoyable podcast and so I'd love for yourself as an American to to talk about your your connection with Arsenal how long it's been and and kind of what what drew you to Arsenal as a club absolutely thanks Chuck and thanks for having me on this is really fun
0: I've never done anything like this Um, so for me uh, the connection with Arsenal um, is it was a little bit of a weird one for me because mm-hmm. I, I'm originally from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. and okay. So Tom's uh, Tom's recording the other day talking about Newcastle where he mentioned how the entire mood of the town is just set by the result of the weekend right. for, for, for for how they play. Very much how Pittsburgh is with the Steelers. And so you yeah. grow up with... Being used to having your sports affiliations just be well—that's what my parents and grandparents were yelling at the television about mm-hmm. on, on, on Sunday. And you know, you you have it by birthright in, in many ways. Yeah. Um And so, obviously, I don't have that with with uh, a Premier League club. Yeah. And so, that said, I I grew up playing soccer. Um. And uh, my 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 career in soccer probably peaked when I was about. 11 years old <laughs> uh, yeah. and this will this will uh, uh give away my age a little bit but um so you know picture sixth seventh grade rob um which is kind of the late 90s time frame um mm-hmm. coinciding with a few things um one um i was about to start studying french in school yeah and uh gosh did you ever do those um those projects where you'd have to do kind of a trifold poster and and you uh, on a topic and, and 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 print out and present to everybody.
1: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I know exactly what you mean. Yep. Yeah. 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 So,
0: we had, had similar things like that over here. So how I would, you know, unify my interests of well having to do a cultural study on France or something like that was mm-hmm. okay. I like soccer. I'm going to go research what's going on. And of course, in that era, yep. it's the the rise of Arsene Wenger. Um, yeah, and Patrick Vieira. And uh, at, mm. at first it was Nicola Anelka, but um, of course, then translated to uh, Thierry Henry later. Yep. And so from a very early age, uh, for me, what I thought was the coolest club, mostly because I was paying the most attention to it, yeah, was yeah. was Arsenal. Um, and so kind of early seeds uh, planted, planted there. Right.
1: That okay. said, That's cool.
0: I didn't follow the Premier League all that consistently or closely. Um, yeah. for, for many years. Um, but in college and thereafter, I had a few friends that got me back into it. Mm-hmm. And so Arsenal was the natural choice for me to fall back into. Um, one of my best friends, Brian is also a diehard Gooner. Um, I found great community and friends in Texas and, and, and in the UK where, yeah. uh, where there's an Arsenal connection. And so, um, as I've continued to follow it, um, it's taken roots and, uh, It's been fun to watch tactics, formation, strategy, that sort of stuff develop. And so I finally figured out that that I was actually an Arsenal fan when Mm -hmm. I started caring about the results as much as I did (laughs) the the Pittsburgh Steelers, for example. So um, so that's been my um, early kind of circuitous path.
1: I mean, that that tracks a lot. Like, it it makes sense. I think a lot of us as kids, we kind of, uh, you know, we go for, like, the cool players and and the attachments and stuff we have. And so, I find that really interesting that that was your connection, basically, through your learning of the French language uh, that you made a a beeline for Arsenal. Weirdly, the the Arsenal-French connection for an American kid (laughs) who happened
0: to like soccer. Started, started. It's a beautiful,
1: that it's a beautiful Venn diagram. Um, and it, and it, you know, it, I understand it makes sense at that time. I mean, I'm, I've got a little confession to make, which I don't think I've ever said on the podcast. And it's in light Ooh, of juicy. Um, I mean, these haven't been released yet, but in, or they will have been by this time this comes out. Um, we had Sam Danby on the pod, who is a Liverpool fan who confessed to being a Man United fan as a child up until about the age of 10, 11. Um, He sent me pictures of him in full kit as well. I've screenshotted him, Sam. Unlucky. Um, John OG, a West Ham fan, uh, was actually an Everton fan until about 10 years old. And I, for a brief time between the ages of about 8 and 10, uh, was an Arsenal fan as well. Uh, broke my dad's absolute heart. Broke Breaks my heart now thinking about it. But the reason was that, you know, you're a kid, you're influential, you, you're influenced easily, you don't know nothing. And uh, my best friend at school was an Arsenal fan. And they had, it's exactly the same time as, as you said Thierry Henry, Bergkamp, Overmars was like one of my favourite players, like really exciting. Uh, expansive football, different for, for what happened in this country. Um, and yeah, I had a Thierry Henry Arsenal shirt, um, and everything. So that's my, um, Ooh, that feels, that feels good. It feels good to say it, it out it, loud. Is the shirt still in the closet, Chuck? Uh, oh um no not not here at least i mean god knows what but you know what parents are like for saving stuff sure sure um you, you know clothes things like baby teeth weird you should probably stuff. add a patrick Vieira one to the the collection for now
0: it'll complete your venn diagram
1: oh could i buy a would i get a custom Vieira number four shirt A palace one that's a well, we're gonna uh, that that's for after the podcast, anyway. Um, so, um, but no, it's it's great to hear, and especially I like the 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 thing that with with football soccer still being weirdly a fairly niche thing, if broad in in the US, um, that there's still such a strong community with, within fans that when you spot someone in like an Arsenal shirt and and that kind of stuff of of getting to know them or, or visiting bars at God knows what ungodly hour to to follow your team. Like no right. absolutely
0: i, I play pickup on saturday mornings and so if i wear a, uh-huh. a arsenal kit to to pick up and there's invariably somebody who's going to come up and, and chat me up about it yeah it's fun
1: excellent yeah it's, it's really nice i think that that also then tracks with what oscar said about the merchandise being a lot of uh the the links and the way you can show your fandom and and lord knows arsenal have got plenty of merchandise so that's it's it's great um so moving on from kind of that part to Arsenal as a team. Um last season, obviously season what season 3 under Arteta, um uh, it's safe to say a fairly mixed bag but ended up pretty decently wouldn't you say?
0: Yeah, I think so. So it's it was obviously a heart-crushing end to a to a season that mm. I think if you zoom out really developed the team mm-hmm. uh, in, a, in, a, mm-hmm. in a very strong way. If I look back at the beginning of last season, um, watching that first game against Brentford, where we yeah. lost to a, 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 a very decent Brentford squad, um, but the the type of football that we were playing was still all bombing down the left through Tierney, cross in, hope, cross your fingers, um, yeah. cross, cross, cross. Lots of um, crosses. And that has developed into um, a much more fully developed uh, game of passing out from the back and and, and moving it up either and in, in really with diversity uh, through the sides or through the middle of the pitch. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the there's some interesting pass maps for example on um, on the athletic that show these um, really beautiful um, kind of robust grapefruit looking uh, pass balls and yep. all the positions that you'd like, except for center forward, which I think we're going to, that one was kind of a red shriveled raisin at the top when you compare it to all the <laughs> yeah. clubs of, of note. Um, but the, the the style of football and the the quality of passing and possession that we had throughout the year, um, the development of some of the the younger players and, and the moving on, I think of, you know, we, we stuck with Lacazette, really for Mm -hmm. a long time through that season. And I think he had a role to play, but, but clearly, um, needing, needing more up top. Uh, the, the team moved from, um, a completely different style of football throughout last year. And I think we saw glimpses of what's possible during, um, during a few stretches toward the end Mm -hmm. when, um, when we were beating chelsea and, and manchester united after um at, but but also followed by some some brutal and inexcusable losses um which you know f- in fairness were paired with uh, i think some some injury problems you know when when we lost um tierney and tomiasu and Partey um at the yeah. at the same time um that was pretty crippling um and i think we mm-hmm. we've seen some of the some of the depth issues addressed this off season in a way that I'm, I'm pretty excited about. But, um, so yeah, last year was disappointing. I watched that Spurs game and, um, I was sitting there with a couple of friends. Uh, Mike Wellman was one of them. He's a, he's a patron yeah. of the pod as well. Shout, Mikey. I yeah, I, I looked over to him. We were on a guy's weekend and I was like, oh, Rob holding against the Sun. This isn't going to go well. <laughs> not, <laughs> not five minutes later, he was on his second yellow card. and His second and yellow card of second. what should have been about six yellow cards, oh, I think, if I remember that, correctly. He, it, was, it was not a fair fight and he was overmatched and he did not play it well. Yeah. So, you know, we, we ended up in fifth. I think you had us uh, pegged for ninth at the beginning of the year. I um, might
1: have done, yep
0: yeah um and uh, and then um ian was so i went back to to the preseason oh jesus a christ days ago you're t- you're, you're really <laughs>
1: taking notes you're really taking notes and shit well, well, rob's uh, been uh, holding uh, on to this now damn well, so I, I need to be careful. I had an inkling, <laughs> a, a, a little
0: memory that that we were in uh, ninth, and mm-hmm. Ian was trying to back out of seventh because it wasn't high enough. But then Oscar had us in sixth. Um, so anyway, uh, you know, when we think back to expectations of yeah. a of a team that really wasn't together at the beginning of the year, um, yeah. and where we landed, we landed in inconsistency but higher quality. And so, so you know, fifth,
1: mm-hmm. we'll take it. Yeah, it, it's it's fifth. And it's fifth deservedly as well. If you if you sort the table by expected, like you were, well, the whole top five are ranked where they would have been unexpected. Um, and so I think it shows, especially after the start of the season you had, I mean, you had the Brentford result, you had Man City. Um, and then after three games, no goal scored, uh, bottom of the table, you know, it was zero points, bad times. Um, but then... You know the the work under Arteta is starting to to bear through bear fruit. I mean, we we've got um, I don't know if it's come out yet or not. the The Amazon series um, that that is going to be I'm, I'm quite looking forward to it. The trailer looks great. There's going to be the whole stuff in there about um, Abamyang, obviously having the captaincy stripped of him after him messing about, and Arteta had a real good opportunity to kind of stamp his authority, I think, uh-huh. on this team, and and that started to bear fruit towards the end really didn't it yes i think there's a it's, it's a good year for this <clears throat> uh
0: for for the amazon documentary because mm-hmm. um it's enough transition to be interesting enough drama to to keep you hooked um we'll really get some inside. Uh, I hope to get some some genuine kind of behind the scenes look yep. at the, uh, the Arteta locker room, uh, but if you'd done it a season before uh, or, or earlier, um, it might have been damaging. So you know, I, I think the fact <laughs> that we we ended where we did, um, it it, ge- it gives enough hope and enough interest. Um, but but I think it's a good time for it. Um, and I there was an interesting interview that uh, Granite Jaka gave a k- few days ago yep. to okay. ESPN FC. And um, the it really sounded to me like the entire reason he's still there is Mikel Arteta. And yeah. for him to, to have that Mutual respect with the manager, um, I think. I think speaks a lot because I, I think he has a pretty strong mm. role in that locker room, even though he's no longer
1: captain. Yeah, he's he's been a kind of uh, is easily like a lightning rod um, for for that kind of criticism of of can lose his head and and kind of mess up games, be it with silly bookings, red cards. Um, obviously, when he did get stripped of the captaincy. And Gosh, th- but he had a pretty good year last year, didn't he? Yeah, he did. I mean, that double pivot of Xhaka and Party was actually working very well. And when, like you said, when that broke apart, um, you saw a you saw a difference in the team. And I think that that's even more testament the fact that you had a player that was at that of a kind of sparking point of of you know a. P- p- uh, he's like applauding or boo- the, like the Arsenal fans would booing him off that was against Palace I think and trying to get them to make more noise and it's quite a, a flashpoint moment and and for Arteta to take that and turn it around to that guy being one of his biggest cheerleaders kind of mm-hmm. shows that he's got decent man management in there um, and especially with this impressive crop of young attacking talent um, that, that's now going into this pre-season I mean we're recording off the back of quite a I mean I don't necessarily put a lot of weight into preseason results, right. but I think you have to stand up and take notice when Arsenal beat Chelsea
0: 4-0. Definitely. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> even if it's just for fun, um, you know, it's preseason. Um, one of the things though that I, I've noticed in preseason, is there are some consistent themes that I think mm-hmm. we've, that have been reinforced last night. So, um, William Saliba, Returning from Marseille, having played a lot of minutes there, uh-huh. looks fantastic. And that gives us some real flexibility in a couple ways. So uh, with Tomiyasu out, um, we saw Ben White fill in at right back. Yep. And uh, he can play in a similar style to Tomiyasu. Yeah. Um, so that injury with a Saliba means that we're not playing Rob Holding at center back. Um, mm mm-hmm. And can, and can can play a back four while he's injured. Uh, I do expect him to be back from what I'm seeing pr- pretty soon. Um, but the, o- the other piece of flexibility is that I th- I've seen Arsenal playing a back three, shifting to it um, yep. several times in the preseason. So I think they're trying to add that to the playbook for for game state or for certain matchups. Um, and so that's been exciting to see that if you've got a white Saliba-Gabriel um, center-back pairing, that, 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 that gives you some flexibility and makes you less predictable. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was really exciting, um, but yeah, last night um, I did not catch the game, disappointedly, but woke <laughs> up to the, the the highlights and the summaries, um, uh-huh. and um, never bad uh, to see Arsenal um, no. cleaning Chelsea's clock four <laughs> nil.
1: I mean, relegating um, them, even though it's preseason. That's that's four man Chelsea. Are, Chelsea are down, or at least they're not allowed to travel to the states again or something. I don't know. I don't know how that that rule works uh, for me in preseason. But yeah, that's. I mean, and you've been, you have been free-flowing and scoring plenty of goals in preseason, haven't you? Mm.
0: Definitely. The, uh, a few of the other takeaways, I think, gosh, Gabriel Jesus looks incredible. Mm -hmm. He scored, I think, every game. (laughs) Maybe he's missed one. Um, But, so the, the scoring is one thing. He's also been a leader on the pitch and making others yep. better around him. So he's creating ca- chaos. He's opening mm-hmm. up the, the offense. And one, you know, one of the intangible things that I've noticed is he seems to be having a lot of fun. Yes. I remember looking at Manchester city when he was playing and he, you know, there's this disappointed, scared puppy look in his eyes. Every mm-hmm. time he'd kind of flail at a shot and send it wide. And they're every time up he in missed the, the penalty, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> Fair. Um, but in preseason, he he's surrounded by and having fun with these other young players. And the rapport mm-hmm. he's built with Eddie and Katia has been really reassuring. Yeah. Eddie and Katia has had an incredible preseason where he... You know, everybody would have just said, what's his style at the end of last year? Poacher. Yep. He's going to run and, and get on the end of a few good runs and give you a few shots. But... Uh-huh. You know, if you look at the Everton game a few, few days ago, his back's to the goal. He's receiving it. His turns are incredible. His distribution's mm-hmm. good. He's learning that stuff from Gabriel Jesus. They're celebrating together. This is somebody who just signed a new contract, yep. who probably is worried about his own minutes. Well, he was, to see was him off the back in. of a
1: lot of interest. I mean, Palace, Patrick Vieira really loves sure. him. There was a lot going on there. And he yeah. didn't want to go because he still wanted to fight for his, for his place at Arsenal, basically. Which you know, to see them in a rapport and enjoying each other and connecting
0: well, um, is, is is absolutely how you draw up wanting that to go from a team morale and, and, uh, just intangibles perspective. Uh, so, so kudos to Jesus, kudos to Eddie and Ketia for, for keeping his head up and seeing this for the learning and development opportunity that it is. They've been, uh, you know, Martinelli's looked good, Odegaard looks has looked incredible. Yep. Samuel has looked more composed um, in this preseason than he did last season. Um, right. so he's he's you know got a lot of upside. Um it's been it's been exciting to to watch.
1: Yeah, I mean, we you know, we've spoken, touched upon it there then briefly. You know, you've built, it does seem that you're building towards the right thing. You mentioned before, I think it's fair to say that Arsenal with you know, as a very young and fairly inexperienced team in the situations they found themselves in last year, kind of meant they did fall by the wayside a touch, which is why kind of the, the pain's there. But then, you know, you start to look at your, your transfer work. I mean, Gabriel Jesus, I think, is... One of those signings that works perfectly for every team involved again, Um, sort of like City did with Sterling to Chelsea. I think it's a decent amount of money. Jesus, uh, with Haaland coming in, probably wasn't going to feature, probably just going to get the same amount of managed minutes. And he goes into that Arsenal team, instantly improves it. it. Like you said, builds up a really quick rapport, knows Arteta, knows the league, knows the situation of competing at the top. Then you add to that Alexander Zinchenko. Um, Saliba is that "quote unquote" like a new signing after three years out on on loan, play, still playing at a top level. Um, and you've added Fabio Vieira as well as like a top talent. I mean, this is this is this has got to be a very exciting year and uh, for for Arsenal and yourself as an Arsenal fan. Definitely, I am very excited about the Alexander Zinchenko signing as well. Um, mm-hmm. I think
0: most folks are expecting him to play um, in in midfield when he gets in. Um, but yep. also, you know, Tierney has perpetual fitness issues. Perpetual injuries. Right? He's always out. Tierney's and, out. And so it's it's and to have Nuno Tavares as his backup, they're such different players that you have to. Right, okay. And, and you saw this last year. Shift your style when. Nuno Tavares was in to cover for him defensively. Yeah. Brilliant, um, upside in the, in the attacking half. Um, but to have somebody like Zinchenko who can play left back in a way that supports the existing style Mm -hmm. of play when, you know, Tierney is going to be out regularly, um, really is a stabilizing force for the team. And he's got such quality when you look what he does, um, for, for his international squad. Um, Zinchenko, that is, uh, yeah, yeah, in the midfield. Um, he's got such quality on the ball. Um, really excited about that signing.
1: Um, I think he, you know, he he gives mm-hmm. flexibility and depth. Uh, to the team in the right places. Yeah, he, he pops up everywhere for Ukraine. Like I've seen them play a couple of times recently and he'll be at the, the left back or like the left wing back role kind of thing. And then almost have such a free role that he then moves into being an eight. He can be up on the left wing. He can be at the 10. He can be at the right wing, just doing this weird marauding role. And and coming off the back of you know being with Pep and then Pep having that connection, the you know Arteta learning under him, um, really exciting signing. I mean, straight he's he's in my FPL team now as well, um, which I think you know normally we save the FPL for the end, but I think it's it's good with the amount of changes and and the excitement around the 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 uh, the transfers that Arsenal have made to kind of go into FPL here a little bit. I mean, are you sure. how many of their players do do you have? Well, actually, actually, first, you mentioned it at the start, and I forgot this, but yes, you are the MOP FPL champion. <laughs> uh, you did beat me and Jeff, uh, but I beat Jeff uh, on a technicality. Um, so you know you you you're, you're obviously an elite player. Um, so how oh, how poor are a lucky one? <laughs> no, no, no. Lean into it, man. Come on, get get okay, yourself okay, uh, yes. some some more followers. Get yourself on there. there. We are. there we um, are. So, but how are you with Arsenal players in general? Uh, versus then this year, are there any straight in your team? Any that you you really think are going to be under the radar, sneaky good picks with high upside? How are you feeling? <sighs> um, so I um, I I've, I have
0: been struggling to keep myself under the at the three Arsenal player cap this year. I'm I'm pretty optimistic about <laughs> it, though. Um, Zinchenko out of the gates is not one of them because I don't know how secure his starts will be. Um, okay, it, so. Depending on you know for, for me just this this close to the beginning of the season it's it's a wait and see to see if he crops up in midfield or regularly a left back um, mm-hmm. but if he's getting regular minutes I think he's great value um, the the folks that I've got in my team um, out of the gate I think I've been playing with I haven't I haven't spent a whole lot of time on it yet to be completely honest um, but my current draft I think has um, Gabriel Jesus. Mm-hmm. um Saka and um and Gabriel on on defense. Okay. Um I, nice. Which he is the more expensive route into the defense. So <clears throat> if we've got a Tomiyasu white or Zinchenko playing uh consistently, I feel better about those picks, but Gabriel mm-hmm. I feel like is the first name on the team sheet. And doesn't have there will be more rotation in my mind between uh, between White um, and Saliba than than others. Yeah, (laughs) gotcha. So if you want, and he's got a bit more goal threat as well.
1: mm -hmm. Yeah, I think where it feels that potentially I I, I'm not an expert in Saliba, um, but it feels like him and Ben White would be more of a one or the other in terms of similar playing style than Gabriel. Like you said, being the more consistent. If you're looking for someone who's gonna play um decent enough when it comes to um you know popped up with five goals last year. Um right. so that's that's always a massive positive as well. Definitely. Um and so, you know, I I think others that could be
0: overlooked. Gabriel Martinelli, obviously great yep. value. I don't remember what he's exactly priced at, but six. Six or five five, yeah. Six. Um, that's good. <clears throat> six, yeah. So if if he's nailing down and making that left wing spot his own, then then great. Yeah. Um, I, I think it remains to be seen what happens with um, the left eight role. You've got uh, yeah. Xhaka who can, can, can play that. You've got Emil Smith Rowe who could step up. Mm-hmm. Um, Vieira has still been injured, so we'll see. Lacanga could even play left eight. Um, you know, th- there there are a lot of options where where the team could go, and so that could impact who is. Uh, and, and frankly, Eddie and Ketia, um can play centrally or on 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 the wing and so he may prove if he's continuing to link up as well as he is with gabriel jesus some competition for martinelli so um yeah from an fpl perspective i think for me it's still the the tried and true um jesus Saka, gabriel
1: yeah i mean you're not alone in that jesus is the the highest owned player in the game he is he's currently at 61.5 percent um, which I can see exactly why, because he's at that price point where he's at 8 million, it's nice and easy. I mean, compare it to Enketia at 7, it just seems really weird. Um, and and that Arsenal team, um, you know, there's a lot of options are there that if they nail down the starting price, I mean, I guess Martinelli and Odegaard kind of is there in the attack mm-hmm. constantly, mm-hmm. 6 and 6.5. They're, they're, they're great value. Um, they are, they kind I, of I expect
0: Enketia to get a, be getting more Europa minutes than than the Premier League, but we'll we'll see what plays right. out.
1: Okay. That's good to know. Yeah, of course, because you are back in European competition uh this season. Um I think that ties us quite in nicely there. Uh, lovely segue, thank you, uh, Rob again. Um how do you what are your kind of expectations or kind of predictions for how you think this season will go in terms of results-wise in both domestic and, and European competitions? Sure. Well, I think, I think eyes have to be on
0: qualifying for Champions League. And so that either means uh, fourth or higher or, or yep. winning Europa. Um, I expect with the depth of signings that we've got and the, the youth of this team to, have, mm-hmm. to really welcome the Europa League football. Whereas if you'd taken the squad we had last year, And tried to play in Europa League, we would have been, we would have all looked like Marcus Alonso um, (laughs) last night, um, every every week um, in 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 the Premier League. But but this year you've got you know the the those same names of, um, Lacanga, Vieira, Emil Smith Rowe, um, and. Gosh, I don't know whether Ainsley maitland Niles wakes up and stays, or whether he's going to be on his way out. Um, yeah, I suspect that you know probably we're going to say goodbye to Torreira and uh, Burnt Leno may go to Fulham. Um, yep who knows whether Cedric uh, sticks around or not? But we've got the depth and we've got the youth to to play um, in in Europa, and I think that there's enough quality um, in in the team um, that that's going to be a, a way to develop and give minutes rather than exhaust the team this year. So I feel really optimistic about Europa. I think the goal needs to be fourth or a Europa League uh, mm-hmm. win. Um, how that plays out, I think we'll probably see how, how the season starts and, and where we start yeah. to, to shift our eggs into which basket.
1: OK, I mean, I, we look at, you know, the start of the season. Uh, you're kicking off the season with Palace on a Friday night, uh, same as you did last year uh, against Brentford. So fingers crossed that goes the same way for you. Um, then you you follow that up with Leicester, Bournemouth, Fulham, Villa, Man United, Everton, Brentford. Uh, and then you hit the North London derby, um, Liverpool and City into October. So, yeah, it's it's kind of a, you, you need to bank on a really strong start there, don't you?
0: yes and i think they've got the momentum from preseason you know leave preseason for what it is i mean it's fun to beat chelsea 4-0 but their mm-hmm. defense looked atrocious um they were right not holding their line they weren't playing <laughs> offside well they were static they were giving the ball away i don't expect that to hold for chelsea but you know in terms of strong starts arsenal's yeah. been uh been firing on all cylinders in preseason and having fun doing it so you know lead, leading into a season with a decent schedule to start yeah um, for sure feel feel really good about it. i did my predictor league and i I think i had us in fourth Mm -hmm. um so that's 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 my optimistic um expectation i think probably anywhere between third and sixth um would be the range on that 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 that's possible and reasonable mm-hmm. um, if we for much below sixth i think everyone will be disappointed i think it's um, a huge but, disappointment
1: i think yeah. i think potentially fifth f- fifth is kind of your minimum actually uh expectation yeah, because you that's, know. that's
0: that's where we've landed this year right uh, yeah. everyone's getting better around us though you know if you think about tottenham season and i haven't listened to the full jeff pod but where <laughs> they started to where they finished completely different teams and they've done more in mm-hmm. the off season. so um yeah, I Tottenham, think Tottenham look good, and, and who knows what Manchester United's going to
1: look like. You're, you're you're much further ahead than Man United in the process. Um, I think deserved wise, you'll you'll yeah. still be above them. Um, I think I think you're right in what you say as well. With preseason, it's all about what the performances are rather than the results and how they're kind of fitting and seeing together. Um, so yeah, I think it's really good times at, at Arsenal. Um, before we go, I do want to end on one thing um, that you you brought to my attention uh, regarding last night's uh, friendly uh, demolition, uh, oh, as, fr- sure. as friendly as a demolition can be. Um, you you alluded to it a little bit there with saying that your team aren't like a Marcus Alonso defender, um, oh, yes. and I'd just like you to to give you the floor. Uh, oh for, sure, for sure. Last the,
0: part. So the uh, third goal last night was a <clears throat> Bukayo Saka run where he just completely blew, blows by Marcus Alonso um, as if he's standing still. And I won't do justice to it, so I'm going to turn it over to Ars Blog and just um, read out their summary of the goal f- uh, for everyone's enjoyment, except Oscars. Um, <laughs> so. <coughs> the uh, on the third goal they write look at how Saka roasts marcus alonso there's no finer sight in football than seeing this supremely irritating home oak this violent plank of a man huffing and puffing (laughs) as someone with actual talent shows him up for what he really is xaca is involved well again setting up a chance for martinelli which is saved and the swiss international shows quick feet and by quick feet in reality this is my aside he flips the ball over uh Alonso's head, from the rebound to fire in a chance of his own. It too is safe, but Saka is there as Chelsea's ancient defenders stand and watch him fire at home and make it 3-0. Alonso, breathing like an asthmatic seal that has eaten 50 hornets that have stung his throat all the way down, watches on, the truth of his hapless existence exposed once more.
1: Oh, it's usually one-way traffic at miles offside, Chelsea to Arsenal. And that's why I thought i would got to allow you to get that lick in. Well, Um, no, thank you. And, and, you know, um, uh, clearly I appreciate you all for who you
0: are and for what this pod is to keep listening to it as an Arsenal fan. There's a lot of abuse that's, that's taken one way.
1: Mate, it's a huge testament to either a how good we are or b that you you, you might have uh, a couple of issues that you need to work through <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> well chuck um i do have a question for you before we wrap up as well um, okay I, so
0: I, I mentioned i went back to that preseason pod last year and mm-hmm. th- there, there's a quote uh, from it uh from you actually Shit. and and i'm I'm, <laughs> I'm curious to know where you're standing today so it's relying on gabriel jesus as a striker that's not a good thing he doesn't score goals how do you feel about Gabriel Jesus uh, coming into this year? On a it's, different
1: team? Oh, This is still going to be hard off the back of him scoring 800 million goals in preseason. He is a one-in-three striker. He has always been a one-in-three striker, roughly. He will miss big chances. He will underperform his XG. I don't see statistically that changing. However, he is also now in a team where the expectation is slightly less and I feel he really gets the chance to shine and have the shackles off. So I still don't think he's necessarily golden boot level, but if he gets plenty of minutes, I can see a I can see like a double double, I can see like a like a 15 goal 10 assist type of season simply Because I think the production in that team will be spread across a front three or working with Nketiah. So I think he's a great addition to the team of Arsenal without all of a sudden becoming an outright star. I think that's a fair, balanced opinion. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, it's not often it happens for me. That caught you unawares, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> no, I knew. I knew you had it in you. <laughs> thanks, mate. Um, Rob, th- this has been bloody brilliant to talk to you, mate. Um, absolutely, and I'm sure you know we've been getting good feedback from from all of the pods, uh, from patrons and other people. But this one is this is this has been fantastic to speak to you. Um, so really appreciate it. Oh, it's been a lot it, of fun. Thanks for thanks for setting it up. No, it's my pleasure. Um never know we might check in with you again midway through the season and see how see how you're feeling. Uh no, of course have a and, bit of a sense check.
0: Just thanks to to you and, and Oscar and Ian for all the, the work and time you put into this week in and week out. Um it makes such a difference. Um I've listened to you guys for, for years, probably starting um towards the beginning of the pandemic where I really leaned into the mm-hmm. the group and the slack and it's just you know, I, I think Jeff put it beautifully. I don't remember his exact words, but um, something like the, you know, kind, supportive community while also just taking the piss out of everyone. Um, <laughs> it's it's just, uh, yeah, it's, it's it's a pleasure to be a part of. So thanks for doing it.
1: Beautiful. No, it's absolutely our pleasure, mate. Um, you too can join us, uh, patreon.com forward slash miles offside pod on the Slack or join us on Twitter at miles offside pod. A few more of these to go. Uh, Here's to another bloody great Premier League season. Thank you very much all for listening and goodbye.